And there we read the word of God as follows, of David. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. So far, the word of God. Let's respond to that word by singing together hymn 78, stanzas 1 and 2. The text this morning is the first five verses of Psalm 103. We'll read those again. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. So far, the text. Beloved congregation of the Lord Jesus Christ, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. When a lot of people come together for Thanksgiving supper. Actually, the Lord's Supper is a Thanksgiving supper. It's the real and the best Thanksgiving supper of all. Sometimes called... The Eucharist, which means uh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving dinner. And when the cup of wine is poured, the minister usually says, the cup of Thanksgiving for which we give thanks. 
is the communion with the blood of Christ. The Lord's Supper is the ultimate thanksgiving supper. Even though those who partake of it just eat a little small piece of bread and one little sip of wine. And that's because at this supper, Christ nourishes the hungry and thirsty souls of believers with his body and his blood. Nourishes to eternal life. And that is ultimately what gives us all reason for thanksgiving. And that's why that doxology from Psalm 103 is read too after the Lord's Supper. It's in the form. It's a, it's a song of thanksgiving for God's glorious gifts. And then, especially then in Christ that he forgives all our iniquities, heals all our diseases, redeems our lives from the pit. And we take our text this morning from that psalm and I proclaim to you the first five verses with this theme, thank the Lord for all his benefits. Psalm 103, you might have noticed when we read it, it is nothing but praise to God, thanksgiving to God. There's no request in this psalm, no petition, no asking for something. At a certain time and place, and we can assume that it was toward the end of his life, it dawned on David just how much God had done for him. And he realized how good God had been, how undeserving he was of all God's blessings. And he composed this psalm of pure thanksgiving to God. Bless the Lord, O my soul. That's how it, how it begins. And blessing the Lord means acknowledging him as the giver of the good and praising him for that. It's actually the Lord who blesses us and then we bless him in turn. So and that means we give thanks to him. And notice that David addresses his soul in this psalm. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. He's talking to his soul. David is afraid that his soul is going to be, forget to be thankful to God. And that can happen easily, right? We, we, for, to us too, we can get so busy with our lives that our souls forget the Lord's blessings. Forget to give thanks to the Lord. Or our eyes are so filled with tears of sorrow that our souls don't see the Lord's blessings through the grief anymore. David knew the struggle of the soul to be thankful. He emphasizes that command to his soul then to bless the Lord. And he, by repeating it near the beginning of this psalm, he says it twice. That, and that's, that emphasis is because David understands that all we are and what we have from the Lord is all undeserved. If the Lord would deal with us as we deserved, if he gave us what we had a right to, we'd only experience trouble and mercy and condemnation. 
So whatever blessings our souls experience should cause us to be deeply thankful and and humbly contented. And that brings us to the question, what kind of benefits does the Lord of the Lord does David want his soul not to forget? What's the first blessing from the Lord that comes to David's mind when he, he's going to count those blessings for his soul? How the Lord gave him victory over Goliath and the Philistines and his other enemies? How the Lord provided him with food and drink when he was fleeing from Saul in the wilderness? That the Lord gave him the kingship over Israel? No. Those things are not mentioned at all in this psalm. You'll notice that in this psalm, he thanks the Lord for spiritual blessings of salvation. The spiritual blessings of salvation. That's the ultimate that we need to give thanks for. Our souls need to thank the Lord for. And then the first blessing David tells his soul, commands his soul to give thanks to the Lord for, as he says, verse 3, is the forgiveness of all his soul's iniquity. He says, your iniquity. He's talking to his soul. Your iniquity. And David knew the sin that lived in his soul, in other words. David's soul had fallen into the sin of lust for his neighbor's wife. Into the, into the sin of pride when he ordered all men over 20 in Israel to be counted just to know how powerful he was. He knew that sin lived in his soul from birth, as he wrote in Psalm 51. And David, therefore, knew of no greater benefit that his soul could give thanks for than forgiveness, to be renewed, of, relieved of that terrible burden of guilt before the Lord God. And that was blessing number one. He didn't want his soul to forget. Forgiveness of all Iniquities. Do we realize how blessed our souls are to be able to seek forgiveness of all the iniquities that well up in there every day again? All the, the things that well up in there, the sins. So then the cross of Jesus Christ is a supreme blessing for which our souls can never stop giving thanks to the Lord to eternity. So when we watch and we take part in the Lord's Supper, which proclaims forgiveness of forgiveness in Christ through the cross of Christ, then there's every reason for us to say to our souls to bless the Lord, O my soul. And once you give thanks for that incredible blessing of being able to take part in Christ, then the eyes of your heart are open to other blessings from the Lord too. Blessings of salvation. David says to his soul, verse 3, who heals all your diseases. And remember, he's addressing his soul. So he's not, he's not just talking about physical illness here. God does and can heal diseases when it pleases him. But he doesn't heal all diseases, as we know, in this life. He will after this life. That's actually, but that's actually not the kind of healing that David has in mind here. He's talking to his soul and tells his soul to bless the Lord for healing the diseases of his soul, all the diseases of his soul. The inclination to sin being the chief disease of the soul. Our souls have diseases, fear, 
doubt, anger, bitterness, lust, hate, jealousy, pride, greed, the list can go on. And those diseases of the soul can be traced back to our fallen nature, which is the origin of all the effects of sin. But through his grace in Christ who bore all our diseases, the Lord heals our souls. Think of what it says, for instance, Psalm 147, verse 3. The Lord heals the brokenhearted. He mends the brokenhearted. He heals their wounds. And then follows the benefit of the Lord, which David tells his soul not to forget in verse 4, who redeems your life from the pit. When the Lord forgives the iniquities and heals the diseases of the soul, he also redeems our life from the pit. Redeems. That means he... He pays for our soul not to to be in the pit. And that means he gives our life meaning. This verse means something like the Lord saves your life from going to waste. The pit is something like a dump. Without the Lord... And his redemption, your life is going to the dump. How many lives are on the way to that dump in this world? People run after the temporal, the passing things and wake up one day tired, empty, thinking what is the use of it all? The things of this world don't offer any hope for meaningful living. Money, possessions, relationships themselves can't give purpose to your life. Only when our souls embrace Christ crucified in love and hope do our lives actually have meaning, purpose, eternal purpose even. Lives not lived in Christ are just a shell. But lives lived in Christ have meaning purpose, value. Because of Christ, even death then is a step to eternal life. And David remembers another blessing his soul needs to be thankful for in the second half of verse 4. The Lord crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. The Lord not only gives your life meaning, he surrounds your soul with love and mercy. Your soul. Love and mercy are what good parents show toward their children. Even when they discipline them, they show them love and mercy. And that's what the Lord does with a childlike soul which looks to him in Christ. Such a soul sees the Lord's love and mercy in good things as well as all the difficult things. They, they see that, experience that. Such a soul realizes that even death can't separate us from the love of God in Christ. And such souls even see the Lord's love and mercy at a funeral, such as many of us attended here yesterday. And then then David still isn't uh, finished reminding his soul of the Lord's blessings. Verse 5, Who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's satisfies 
our souls with good satisfies. And that means satisfies means being filled with something so that you don't want anything else. And with good, not with good things, with good itself, good that can only come from the Lord. What is that good from the Lord that satisfies our soul? Again, that can't mean just the things of this world. Can't mean just the things of this world, the things people can own. Because after you possess all the things of this world, you can still be unsatisfied. And as our Savior said, you can still lose your soul. You can gain the whole world and still lose your soul. The good David is talking about here is the goodness that comes from the Lord. The, the love and mercy that come from him through the cross of Christ. Actually, that good is the Lord himself. And when he lives in your heart with his spirit, then you're satisfied even if you have nothing. You can be thankful. And then even... If you're advanced in years then, like David's soul was when he wrote this psalm, your life will be strong and vibrant and youthful like that of an eagle. The Old Testament symbol of strength and virility is the eagle. Then your soul is strong and vibrant and youthful, even to old age. Congregation, let's celebrate the Lord's Supper this day before Thanksgiving Day and let's do so with deep gratitude in our hearts in our souls let's thank the Lord then and say as we we celebrate here bless the Lord O my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name Amen Let's sing in response to the proclamation. Psalm 103, stanzas 1 and 2.